Listen all weekend long on 1450 WOL and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com with Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, New Horizon, in and out of sports with Butch McAdams. Keep hope alive with Reverend Jesse Jackson and Bishop T.D. Jakes. Download our mobile app and take us everywhere you are. Proudly serving the African-American community. News Talk 1450 WOL, where information is power. News Talk 1450 WOL, where information is power. Weekdays with C. Allen Live, Pat Thornton Business Hour, The Marketing Pulpit, Nikita Floyd, Barbara Arnwine, Carmi's Graves, Wendy Mohammed, Terp Thursdays, Raymond Starks, Uncle Devin, Reverend Al Sharpton, Carl Nelson. Download our mobile app and take us everywhere you are. Proudly serving the African-American community. News Talk 1450 WOL, where information is power. Views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. News Talk 1450 WOL, where information is power. The Morning Goods with Madeline Woods, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Keeping it real with Reverend Al Sharpton, 1 to 4 p.m. And Carl Nelson in the afternoon from 4 to 7 p.m. On air, online, and on our free mobile app. Like us on Facebook at WOLDC News. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WOLDC News. Proudly serving the African-American community. News Talk 1450 WOL. Devin Show, and I am your host, the Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be here again today. Um, never take a day for granted, and definitely this is one of those days that I know that um, I'm honored to see. Uh, it's a beautiful Monday out here. I wish and hope all of you have a wonderful week uh, this week, and you're tuning in to Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 uh, AM here in the Washington, D.C. area, and this show is dedicated toward uh, focusing on the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development and what you can do to take back control of your children's music listening experience is what I call eradicating music adultification, where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. And that's what the Uncle Devin Show is all about. The Uncle Devin Show is an interactive musical experience for children that uses drums and percussion to cultivate their minds, sort of a dynamic cross between DC's Trouble Funk and Schoolhouse Rock. Uh, you can learn more. You can hit me up on Twitter at Uncle Devin or on Facebook. You can watch us live at uh, Uncle Devin. Devin show. And uh, also, I just want to say that uh, this Saturday coming up, um, uh, February 1st, uh, I'm going to be uh, part of the DC Music Summit. I'm going to be delivering, uh, uh, doing a workshop on racism in children's music um, and liberating music for the black child. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of racism and, and uh, all types of, uh, and its relationship to. Um, blackface and um, the minstrel uh, music of the days and cartoons and we're going to talk a little bit about cultural appropriation in children's music and the like so uh, that's going to be on this 
uh, Saturday. You can look up the DC Music Summit, and we'll post information up about that. Uh, you can just follow us on uh, Uncle Devin Show on Facebook, and we'll be giving you information about that. Uh, so just want to make sure you, you're aware of that. Uh, I'm going to uh, go straight to our, our guests. I have two guests today. Uh, coming up in the second half of the show uh, is going to be a good friend, um, a teaching artist, uh, a phenomenal um, artist in his own right, uh, Bumani, Bumani Armar. Uh, he's known as Not A Rapper, and that's his website. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his new CD project, Baba Got Bars. Um, and it says Bumani Armar Writing System. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit, or he's going to talk a little bit about his um, annual conference called the Watermelon Conference. Uh, stay tuned. You're going to enjoy that. That's going to come up around the second half of the show. But during the first half of my show, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of interviewing uh, Emmy Award winning actor, uh, songwriter, children's book author, uh, Terrence Terrell. Um, now, I, I didn't know much about him as much as I did when I started studying him, but uh, you may have seen him on Modern Family, uh, on uh, what's the crime show now? Uh, why can't I think of the crime show now? Oh God, it's Criminal Minds. Um, but you also seen him on some commercials, some very important commercials. We're going to talk about that. But I want to go straight to my recorded uh, uh, interview with the this brother, and I want you to hear how inspirational he is, um, and 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 how motivational that this whole interview is. This is my interview with uh, Terrence Terrell, uh, Emmy Award winning actor. All right, should be coming up in just a minute. And if not, we can come up a different way with it. It's not working for you, Alonzo? Ah, nothing's going on on your end. Okay, well, that's okay. There's always more than one way to to make things happen. So let's see if we can, now I'll see if I can run it this way here without any interruptions. I am honored to have on the show today uh, Emmy Award-winning actor, children's book author, and singer, uh, the one and only Terrence Terrell. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. What's up? Thank you for having me. Yeah, now, before we get into all the wonderful things you're doing in your career, uh, what's your background? Where, where are you from? Yeah, I'm from a little town called Cleveland, Mississippi. Uh, a town maybe 500 people, or 1,000 maybe. Oh, wow. But it's okay. not that big. Yeah, a very okay. small town. Lots of love. You know, one of my, my good friends, Mayfield, is from Mississippi and, in fact, one of the top tuba players when he was younger. Uh, but how did you end up going from Mississippi to, you're in California now, right? I live in Los Angeles now. When we were five, my mom, I guess she wanted to do Christopher Columbus. She was trying to let us know that the uh, earth was bigger than just Mississippi. Um, so she told us, she sent us, she brought us out to San Diego, California. So I grew up in San Diego, California, and I moved back to Mississippi when I was 15 to help my grandmother. Um, she had open-heart surgery, so I ended up going back there. You know, most everybody in the South, you go back to end up helping or figure some type of way. I had raised kids or something, so I went back there and helped. Ended up going through college and then grad school. Oh, okay. Where did you go to college? I went to undergrad Mississippi Valley State University. I was a drum major there as well. And then I went to uh, Jackson State University, graduated when I was 21 with my master's. So what was your influences when you were younger that led you down this path? And when did you really get the bug to do the things you're doing in terms of acting, singing, and uh, and everything else? To be honest, I got when we were younger, my first song I ever fell in love with was uh, Bobby Brown, My Prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> right. Very inappropriate music. <laughs> 
Well, you know, in a way, the message is still very strong, but it was very inappropriate. <laughs> well, the video was very inappropriate for a child to be watching. But um, fell in love with that. But right after, I guess, once we moved to um, California, San Diego, you know, it was kind of rough. My mom was a single mom. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like I start acting once I watch, once again, Boomerang. <laughs> very inappropriate. <laughs> yes, watch Eddie Murphy. But at the same time, I think... Um, I start, well, I know I started acting more when I realized how poor we were. Like, um, so, you know, go to school and act like we had more than what we had to fit in or look cool. And then um, being one of the little kids that got teased for a dark complexion or the way I looked, I always, like, did different characters in class, like, was a class clown just to keep the heat off of me. So I, was, I started that around five. So tell us a little bit about your uh, children's book. Um, well, the children's book came about, I was in acting and, and um, I, I was starting to, you know, maneuver through the industry a little bit. So I ended up booking um, a co-star on Criminal Minds and I remember getting into these rooms and it became a, a, and it was happening on and off. I would get in the room, I would book the show or book a commercial and then I'll be sitting in a trailer waiting for them to get in the room and tell me that, oh, we picked somebody else, you weren't, you know, or it was always a feeling of not being enough. And then um, I went into a stage of depression. My mother passed. And so I realized throughout that, right before my mom passed, I realized that there was a lot of things that I was dealing with, like, insecurity-wise as a child. Like, my, I did, wasn't really sure about my dark skin. I was still, I'm six five and a half, but I was still walking around. I didn't realize how tall I was. I didn't realize a lot of things because there was still this little insecure child inside. So I started digging into that, went to therapy, started digging into that, realizing, you know, um, I had a couple of um, different issues, mommy issues, daddy issues. Um, even though my mom was a single mom, I met my father when I was 15. And so things like that started happening. And so instead of um, honing it in still, I started to start, there was one day I was sitting here on Valentine's Day by myself, and I start writing, and I put black, blacky, black, and next thing you know, I wrote that book in um, 45 minutes. Because the only book I could relate to when I was a child that actually, because, you know, the dark-skinned cartoons, like you had, what was it? Uh, they had a couple-looking, weird-looking cartoon characters that were dark. So it was always the funny one with the hat over their face, with the big lips. So I never really related to that. The only book I related to as a child was The Ugly Duckling because he was the darkest, and then he ended up growing and becoming a swan, which, you know, was a whole nother situation. So I started to write it, like I said, 45 minutes. I wrote a book about... A little dark boy that um, um, found love through himself and understood what melanin was, understood his power. Um, and so, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, and so it's a lot of stuff like when we were children that my mother used to say, not knowing. Like, even though I was the darkest, she said, I remember one time she said something like, yeah, you're the darkest, but you have the best hair. So all of a sudden, I got really obsessed as a child, always wanting my hair cut a certain way to make sure I, I knew I, if I didn't have anything else going on for myself, I had a cool haircut. So it's like we got to be very careful how we talk to kids. Even though we don't know, we just need to be very, very careful. Like, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Like, what does yeah. that really mean? You know what I mean? Hey, so, well. so, yeah, I started writing after that just to get things out of myself. And then I realized that everybody was dealing with some insecure issues and things. So, yeah, that's where the books start coming from. Now, the book is called Blackie with a Y at the end, correct? Yeah, Blackie, because I wanted to, you know, I was called Blackie, African booty trap, all kind of crazy. Uh, Tar Baby, um, um, 
Yeah, all kind of crazy things. But Blackie, I wanted to mean something. So just naming it Blackie, and, you know, everybody sometimes has that nickname, that dark-skinned child. I wanted to mean something. So Blackie mm-hmm. means uh, beloved, it's an acronym, beloved, adoring, caring, and kind to yourself. And so anybody who feels like they don't belong, like the black sheep of the family. So not necessarily just leaving it to, oh, dark skin, but anybody who feels like they don't belong. Because like you said earlier, I have friends that mm-hmm. are white that said they got teased because they were the palest tellers. Or light skinned girl that got teased because she was quick. It was just, it, people get teased. It's just yeah. a mechanism how to use it for power and switch it and, you know, manipulate the power. To, Is my mic still on? So how did you okay. get into acting? Well, I feel like coming from Mississippi, not knowing, like I knew I wanted to, that's why I ended up going through school so quick. I wanted to go straight to L.A. and just model or do something. Um, and just get out, you know. Uh, so... Coming into L.A., there's a lot of people, I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew was I wanted to audition. I wanted to do, to be an actor. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to go about it. But I feel like being from the South and being from these little small towns, like Mississippi, you learn to, one, you'll get more bees with honey than vinegar, meaning staying, and I always thought of that, being humble and always staying true to yourself. And then, two, there's a work ethic that comes from us that's a whole nother level. So while other people, they probably didn't tell me the ways, but I always and the people saw me how hard I was working. So you have people who actually want to help. Like anybody will help a hard worker. When they see you trying to do something to make something, you have, a, so it's not all by myself, but I have like great people behind me that actually help push me and look out for me. So I came out here not knowing, and then when I finally figured out how to get on LA Cast and you know, the, all these other networks to actually get auditions, it was, go time and you know that mississippi blood or whatever in that country got in and it's just hard work always just focusing and going full throttle for it so then i ended up going auditions and yeah i got an agent manager and another agent and now it's it's uh it's amazing i literally get to do what i love every day so i guess really it was good for you not knowing uh what to expect or any of those so-called hurdles because they weren't there in your mind to stop you from pursuing your goals yeah, and I think once, because you know, um, when you're down there in the South, you always hear like, oh, well, I'm going to do it. I need to save up money and da da da. I need this. And I literally came out here, it was maybe $1,000 in that account. But by the time I even drove cross country, I had $100. And then all that was going from the parking tickets and people tore my car the first week because I didn't understand parking signs out here. So I think <laughs> my truck got towed like three times. Wow. And then, you know, of course, you know, like it's, 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 it, it was it was a lot. So not knowing is always good. Just what do they say? Just jump and have faith and know that no matter what happens, you always got yourself and you can always be, you know handle whatever comes your way. And like I said, that comes from going to HBC. Your news talk station. for the 2019 Outstanding Supporting Actor in the Digital Daytime Drama Series, Giants. All right, yeah, welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show. This is the Uncle Devin, the drum cushionist, and we've been working some technical difficulties here, but nonetheless, hopefully you heard the majority of uh, the first part of my interview with Terrence Terrell, Emmy Award-winning actor, a children's book author, uh, and the like. Uh, it, it, he's just a phenomenal um uh, really just a phenomenal interview. We're going to go back to my second part of the interview. Uh, I think we now got it queued up. Uh, this is Emmy Award winning uh, actor Terrence Terrell, my interview with him a couple of weeks ago right here on WOL. 
So you won the Emmy for the 2019 Outstanding Supporting Actor in the digital daytime drama series, Giants. How did you get cast for that? Well, right after, that was right after my mother passed. So it was a whole different type of energy. And I remember I looked, it was, a, um, I knew of Giants from the first season. I was like, oh, this is an interesting show. And it was on Issa Rae's YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. So um, the second season came up, and I, I just remember the show Giants, but the the character breakdown came in. It said Quasi, and it said about, you know, being from Ghana, being his heritage. It just gave a great background. And I was like, okay. And it wasn't anything that my team, at that point I had no manager, had an agent, but it was, you know, me self-submitting, not waiting. And that's another thing, not waiting for somebody to get me something or a script so I can read it to audition. I was still self-submitting myself even with a couple of shows under my belt. And I still do it to this day. If I see a project I like, I literally go out for it myself. So um, I auditioned for it. Uh, it was a self-tape, sent it in, and then I was on my way to Vegas. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to take a day. And I left for Vegas at 11 o'clock a.m., got to Vegas around 1, 2, and I got an uh, email saying that they wanted me to do a um, test read with the actual other um, um, scene partner I would be with, Sean. So I said, okay, cool. So now here I am in Vegas, just got there, literally hotel pillow not even moved off the bed yet and um suitcase still packed and i said okay well cool i packed everything right back up and i went got right back in the car and came home because i knew how hard i needed to work on the script i knew i needed to be prepared not just for the opportunity just to make sure i fell in love with the work even more so yeah i came back home and then um i think i got back home around 11 o'clock that night drove four hours back right away and got home studied and went in there the next day i auditioned um, in front of the in front of James Bland and yeah from there it happened and I booked the show and not even thinking like I didn't even know you can win an Emmy for that <laughs> so a year later just imagine going in there just to keep yourself aboard with the whole craft and exercising and all this other great stuff when it comes to the mind work with this stuff and next thing you know a year later I was I, I found out I could actually submit for an Emmy and I got Emmy nominated and I was already excited about that just to say Emmy nominated Terrence Trussell <laughs> but now so when I got there to actually win it was uh, it literally is sitting right here in the living room and I still it still hasn't hit me yet well let's talk a little bit about your music um, we know that you're an actor we know that you um, sing and you get your book author which one do you like to do best and talk a little bit about your music so the music actually came from me. Um, I was up. I, I met a, a great friend of mine now, Clinton and Keith, and they're like they dabble in music. They're music producers. So I went up there. I was trying to come up with a whole concept for a show. I wanted to start my own show. I never really wait for people to give me permission. I always just do my own thing. So I said, Oh, I want to start a show, and I want to do like one minute skit things with the animation on Instagram. And so he was like, oh, you need a theme song. So he, we, we played with the song. I was like, oh, I can sing that. Never sang, like I always wanted to sing, never, never did it in the studio. And I went in there and I recorded two songs. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so it was just like, like you said, not knowing, not understand, understanding that there could be a hurdle, just going for it. And I was like, okay, cool, let me just do it. And so end up doing the singing. So now the singing goes with the book. So I had two songs with the book, and then now I have, um, working on an EP, I have two other songs outside of the book, but now I'm working on EP as well, and um, the animation for the actual books as well. So the music came about, um, and it, I go out to different schools to read to the children as well, 
in inner city schools just to let them know that, you know, dreams do come true and all this great stuff. So I went out to the school, and so now I play the songs, let them know that you can do anything. Never put yourself in a box. Just do Limitless. And I think out of all of the things that I do, I love acting. I love the singing part. I love the writing. But actually going out into the schools and seeing these little eyes look up, um, and especially there's always that one little child in the back um, that always comes up at the end and tells me, like, they feel like they're not enough or they, you know, thank me for coming. Or it's, it's that, Those kind of moments really, really make everything worthwhile. So the song that you did is called Crown Town. Talk a little bit about that. So Crown Town is a song um, that I wrote with um, Keith Forrest, who's amazing. Um, so we sat there. It has everything that the book is about. It's all about unity, love, and self-care, and actually community as well. Because I wanted to, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, you know, that, that old saying in the South. Yes. And it really does, because there were some times that I didn't have any money, and my teachers would slip me money in my, um, in my books at school to help me go on field trips and different things like that. So I wanted Crown Town to be a place where nobody's different because everybody's different. That's the whole slogan with that. Um, so it's all about love, happiness, and just living in the moment and being yourself. Because we need variety of people. We need different levels to actually understand what the human race is. Instead of just blocking it off in black, white, green, purple, it's just the human race. And just falling in love with yourself at the same time, sharing that love with people around you. That's what the song's about. You also did another song called So Nice to Meet You, which I love. Talk a little bit about that song and the video. It's so funny. because These are literally ideas that I had in my head. So when you say things out loud, it's always... <laughs> funny when you hear somebody else like oh i love it i'm like oh of course the concept in my head but that song um that song just sound like one of those anthems that you will open up a school gate and in, in the morning like um to put right before you had to go to school your mom dropped you off 30 40 minutes before you could play in the schoolyard before you actually go to school and it right. gave me that feeling so i wanted it to be um, about beach and unity and the great thing about that video um, maybe a month later everything happens for a reason I was on Venice Beach and I saw this guy putting up this these big beautiful flags um, and he had all the flags from around the world and I was like oh that would be great for the music video so I thought of that concept to have dancers from different looks so you have a black you have black girl white girl um, a Latino girl and you have me in the middle of these flags that are shaped as the earth with all these different beautiful cultures around us and we're just dancing and just bringing all the love together and all the kids in there are either my god kids or my niece and nephews so <laughs> here I am trying to do a video and they were like is he done yet? <laughs> so the ice cream scene was a part where I had to give them ice cream and keep them quiet but I was like okay shoot it let's just do the ice cream <laughs> So they were like, it's so funny because no matter what, they still see me as uncle parents. That's so right. they don't care about, yeah, so that, it keeps me humble because they don't care about the commercials, the movies. Mm. They just want uncle Terrence to pick mm. me up, throw me up in the air, or give me some money. That's all they want. <laughs> That's right. So. Well, you know, being that I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, I'm loving the fact that you're embracing being an uncle. Well, I love being an uncle. You can, you, I love on them. 
I kind of always spend way more than like my niece and nephews and my godchildren especially. They when they ask me for money or they ask for something that was a slime party, they always ask me what's the budget, and I'm like, you're five years old. What do you need about the budget? <laughs> so I'm like, so I get to fall in love on them, but it's like I didn't have a couple of my uncles. You know, they tried, but they really never had. I guess because everybody, it's a different culture now. Like there wasn't really align with themselves so you know it was just work 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 um go clean up the backyard so now being an uncle and being able to be the one that can actually teach the kids about chakras for christmas we did i rented our cabin in big bear and we did a vision board from all the way from a baby was five all the way up to 12 years old we're doing vision boards saying our dreams and letting them know that they they can be fearless and do whatever they want so uncles we have that we have that ability to tap in that you know that the mom and daddy can't do. It's somebody outside of them that's coming in and loving on them. So it's a, it's a, it's a great responsibility and a gift. So, again, if someone wants to reach you or contact you about your books, your music, and if they want to book you to have you come and speak at their school, what's the best way for them to do so? They can go straight to icrownedme.com. So I crowned ED patent, meaning that we're crowning ourselves. We're not waiting for people to tell us we're special. So the website is icrownedme.com. View uh, with uh, Terrence Terrell, and we got one other point. We're gonna we're gonna bring back on the other end, um, and I'm gonna say that we're gonna talk about his progressive career. <laughs> what does Terrence Terrell and the company Progressive have in common? And all I can say is going to be something about a half man, half motorcycle. We're going to have him talk a little bit about that when he comes back. Now, uh, coming up in the se- in the second half, right after that, also is uh, in studio with me is my uh, good friend and teaching artist and uh, just a phenomenal uh, poet and and, and musician, uh, Bumani Armar. Uh, and we're going to talk about his CD, Baba Got Bars, uh, and uh, also a conference he has coming up called watermelon the watermelon conference uh you don't want to miss i love his i love this is a thinking brother here that we're going to have coming up on the show so just in about 60 seconds we're going to come back and finish our um interview with uh i mean the 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 humbleness of terrence is just i mean he really inspired me and he don't know actually i told him but you know he inspired me just to continue to do what i do and um and mayfield you you heard me mention you um you know you you, that that mississippi connection is is huge but uh but that that humbleness that he had and he just he just said don't have fear and that's what i can just you know encourage anyone today don't have fear to uh to 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 go out and, and and pursue your dreams just have a plan uh, and make sure you know we work that way. So when we come back in just a couple of seconds, we're going to hear a little bit more uh, the last part uh, with Terrence Terrell and Progressive uh, in just a minute. This is Uncle Devin on WOL 1450 AM. All right, this is Uncle Devin. 
with the uh, the children's drum cushion is here on WOL 1450 AM. Uh, I want to go real quickly to my last five minutes of my interview, which I found was very powerful. Interviewing him, I didn't realize he was this person that we see on these television commercials. I'm going to let him explain it. Let's go back to my interview with Emmy Award winning actor, book author, and musician Terrence Terrell. So what are some of your latest projects you have going on now? Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but have you seen the new progressive commercials with the half man, half motorcycle, so, uh, motorcycle, the motor? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. That's me. Yeah. That's so, you, sir. Uh, I did not realize yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, like, okay. it's the hair. It's the hair. The hair is different. <laughs> but um, progressive, they, I'm blessed to say that they actually want more commercials. So I'm actually, in two weeks, I go back in to film um, a couple more commercials for this year. Um, and then I have three shows I'm up for. We're just trying to, just trying to make sure it's, quali- it's quant- quality over quantity this year. So I'm just making sure that everything aligns with that. And then the first, the two shows that, I were on for, that I'm on for BET, First Wise Club with Jill Scott and Ryan and Michelle, um, that got renewed for season two, so I'm excited to see. So I'm sure I'll be uh, my character Wesley will be back there, and then um, bigger on BET Plus as well. I'm sure uh, Reggie will probably be in that as well. Okay. So that, and then um, yeah, and then yeah, so a couple That's of projects, great. and then no, another no, no. book at the end of the year. And just as you mentioned that, you, you, we see a lot of actors becoming spokespersons for brands nowadays. Yes, and it was a blessing. Like I said, I and that was another. And just checking your, your fears right at the gate. That was an audition I went to, and it was raining in L.A., so, you know, people can't drive in the rain. I was like, I'm not going. This is crazy. And my best friend, Jay, he was like, oh, you should go to it. I'm like, but it says half man, half motorcycle. You know, I automatically thought just, and we do it ourselves. We condition ourselves. I'm like, who's going to put a black man on a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. That's something I thought. But I go here and these amazing, this amazing brand, Progressive, it's like a family. They opened their doors, and they knew it. When I walked in, they said they knew it was me. They already had the entire concept. And so I thought I was just, people were lucky to get one commercial, you know, in two, three years. I end up shooting five national commercials in two days with these people. And it's just been amazing. So um, just the stigma, like, oh, black with a motorcycle, that makes no sense. But it's an it's amazing concept, beautiful um, message. It's, it's a really, 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 really amazing uh, opportunity that I have to work with them. And I'm excited. So I have those coming up. And yeah, so you, you'll probably see a couple, well, no, probably. You'll see a couple of shows coming up um, in a couple of months. Well, you know what? Um, I love your music. And if I could just put a bug in your ear, I would love to uh, hear you come out with a full fledged uh, children's album. Actually, the- I, um, I am. Yeah, we're working on the EP for the Terrence, I say Terrence Terrell, but I'm working on EP for that as well as uh, Trojan, because I, I had no idea. There's so many things that we really don't understand. Like, um, I did a school tour, and there was an artist there. He has an entire children's um, um, album, and he was going up for a Grammy. So I was like, oh, wow. Like, you can really be recognized for just doing good, and it's not something I'm forcing it's something that's naturally happening. And then just being able to be recognized on that scale with, you know, children of different minorities coming together. And it's just beautiful music. And music transcends through all types of languages. Even if you don't know um, English, Spanish, whatever, you, it's just a feeling. It's a beat. It's all about love and just connection. So music is very, very powerful. So once again, what's the best way for someone to purchase your book or music? 
Um, you can find me at icrownme.com, um, crowned ed, icrownedme.com, or terrenceterrell.com. And all my music, if you type in Terrence Terrell, you'll, you'll find me everywhere. And you can also find them on Progressive and Modern Family and all those other wonderful places as well. It's such a blessing. Like It's so funny because, like I said, my I'm so humble with the kids and um, even Mama Tina, um, Beyonce's mom. Like You see how I'm, I'm blessed to know her on a personal mm-hmm. level, but you see how hard these people work. And it's so humbling because... Even though I have all these amazing things going on, I don't feel like I'm above. I know I'm still working very hard, um, and I'm working towards a legacy and knowing that I'm worthy of the DNA that's running through my veins, you know? Right, um, absolutely. So it's really just it's, – it's so it's, – it's an amazing opportunity just to have people say some of your accomplishments, which I just feel like, okay, they're checkmarked, but this is, <laughs> right. it's amazing. Well, again, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be on the show, on the Uncle Devin show today, and I wish you all the success. And when your CD is out, uh, we want you to uh, get back in contact with us. Let's come back on the air and let's talk about that and also some of the other things that you're getting into. So, again, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, and thank you for everything that you're doing and actually pushing for a message and, and giving all this love out and recognizing people like me. So thank you. All right, and that was my interview with... Uh, the one and only Terrence Terrell, Emmy Award-winning actor, book author. Uh, uh, I mean, just done, just doing so much. A uh, children's music author, and also Motar, half man, half motorcycle. <laughs> and and it's just good to see that you know that 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 story and how people, how people kind of just go from, take what you have and you make something of it. And 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 on that note, you know, my next guest that's in studio with me, you know, I've known him for years. We go back to a lot of. Uh, he supported a lot of organizations that I was part of, and especially in the Pan-African sector. We've done some work around issues around the world, from Cuba to Africa to to what have you. But I'm I'm honored again to have on my show uh, my brother uh, Bumani Omar um, with uh, I'm not a rapper. Yes, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing, brother? I'm doing real good. I'm blessed. Today's actually my birthday. Oh, is it? You didn't? Yes. Oh my goodness! Look at that! Happy birthday to you! Thank you. Uh, okay. All, all I wanted to do for my birthday was continue my world world domination plans, and so coming on the radio here, letting your audience know what I'm up to. That's part of my whole world domination plan. So okay. I appreciate that. And so for those who didn't hear, this is birthday today, so um, I'm, <laughs> I'm honored to have you here. So I want to talk a little bit about your 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 new project, Baby uh-huh. Got Bars. Yes. Um, Baba Got Bars is the is the uh, album. You know why I say baby? Baba Got. It's bars. quite all right. It's for the babies, and you see yes. the baby baby on the on the cover there. That's my daughter in the um on the cover album, uh-huh. and on the back when you look on the back of it, it's me and my sons and my daughter. Um, it's a completely self-produced album. Um, there are a couple of tracks that I didn't produce. Um, the tracks I didn't produce, my sons Olu and Dela produced. So mm-hmm. I guess technically I produced the whole album. Um, but it's a, it's I, I, I am blessed. All I do for a living is teach young people how to use hip-hop as an educational tool to embed the ideas and the concepts in education into their own minds and their own spirits. And so this album covers every grade level from kindergarten to 12th grade. I got some songs on there for the 12th, 12th graders and songs in there from the kindergartners. And um, I released it this past uh, August, and I'm releasing another album this coming August um, that's also going to be family-friendly. It's not as educational, um, but it's definitely one um, aimed at the family, so I'm glad that you are here to help me promote it and let the world know what's going on. Well, you know, we got to make sure then when that comes out, too, we give it uh, some some publicity as well. That's what's up. So so what will they hear on um, Baba Got Bars? Sure. So, um... The album is is all over the place, but all of it all of it ties in with um, lesson plans and curriculums. Um, 
it, it begins with a song called My Name Is, and basically that song is birthed out of the idea that I um I do a lot of work here in the D.C. metropolitan area, and I noticed when I would come and introduce myself to young people, um, I would see a whole bunch of like uh you know d- uh, beautiful brown skin um, young brothers and sisters who would introduce their names to me as like John or Paul or Sally, and then one kid would have would 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 say, hey, but my name my name is Olu, and I was like, hey, I know Olu. Olu's a Nigerian me- name. It means God means something, right? And then that kid would be like, yeah, and um then the other kid who told me their names was uh uh. uh Paul and Sally, they'd be like, oh, my name is Abimboa and my name's Ademola. You know what I'm saying? They'd start sharing with me their African names. And I'm like, oh, we need to make sure that these young people understand that where they come from and, and the cultures they represent, um, it's fine to give people your name and teach them how to pronounce it. So that's how I start off with. Okay. All right. And then and then from there, I have a whole bunch of songs about Frederick Douglass and then a whole bunch of songs about yeah. how to be a better reader. Well, I love the one about Frederick Douglass. Now, what was the one we were talking about earlier? Was it uh, that you... Selfie King, number two. Okay. That's the one about Frederick Douglass. Okay, yeah, and I love that one. I love the way you uh, you twisted up. We're going to just listen to just a little bit of that. Just, sure. Um, off of your CD, uh, Baba, Baba Got, Got Bars. bars. Yep. <laughs> no problem. All right, number two there, Alonzo. Introducing the world-famous autobiographer, newspaper publisher, public speaker, and the most photographed American of the 19th century, Frederick Douglass. You see my suit, it costs some dough. Fresh and clean, don't you know? I need a crown for this photo. So let me pick out my fro. Selfie King, 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 pick out my fro. I see you wanna floss on the gram, get a little fame with your little phone. The 1800s, freshest in the land. Let me tell you kind of selfie game I was on. America's most popular. I mean for real, best-selling autobiographer. Worst pay the bills, giving racist insomnia. House on the hill, self-taught lexicographer. That means I've got worse skills, flexing for the photographer. Black and white steels, that's how we do in an Anacostia with the old school ice grill. Uh, you see my suit, it costs some dough. Fresh and clean, don't you know? I need a crown for this photo. So let me pick out my fro. Selfie King, 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 pick out my fro. Cash and speaking fees, royalties, and federal checks. My son's a Civil War vet. Right, we're just taking a little taste of yeah, uh, yeah. that's my <laughs> the Selfie King. I love that. Thank I remember you. When you sent that to me a couple of months ago, and I've been jamming on that. Is there a video for it? Uh, there's a video for another one of my Frederick Douglass songs. There's a song that's, called Rhetoric Like Frederick. That's right. That's yeah. the one I remember. Yeah, the Rhetoric, Rhetoric by Frederick. So on, on the Rhetoric Like Frederick video, my sister and I went to all the monuments to Frederick Douglass we could find within an hour of our house oh, and wow. shot it all in one day. How many were there? Um, there's one at Morgan State. There's mm-hmm. one um, There's one at University of Maryland. There's, of course, his house and yes. the mural next to his house. Yes. Um, there is where else did I find one? Was there one down like in the uh, well? You say there's one. There's one in in the Baltimore Harbor uh-huh. um, at the at the Douglas Myers Museum. Okay. Um, I was gonna go. Um, I have to expand on it because once yeah. I, I shot the video and put it out there, all my friends from all the HBCUs were like, "Yo, most of the HBCUs have a Frederick Douglass yeah. well, um, statue." Was, was, uh, so, was it uh, Sojourner Douglas College? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you start going to all the other places that Douglas lived, like Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. and Massachusetts, you can find a whole bunch of statues of them here. So okay. I think I'm gonna as I as I tour the country, I'm gonna shoot in front of those and start adding on to the video as well. Now I love the the beats. Now you do all your own beats. Yes. And, okay. Man, yes. that, that's like I said, if I'm not doing the beats on my albums, then right now it's Olu and Daylight doing the beats. Oh, okay. And so I taught them how to make beats, so I'll take credit for those too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> they gave good. him the head nod. Yes. Yeah, they over here. They they they, they, they are videotaping his his, his father. You know, um, Bonnie right now. So yeah. So now with um um. You know, you still we both are with young audiences, arts for learning. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, are you currently doing any residencies or I'm, any? Uh, I'm still symbols? working with them big time. Yes. Um, I'm doing less work with them this year than mm-hmm. I've done in previous years, mm-hmm. but the work that I've done with them has led to other work. Oh, exactly. Like them getting working with them has led me to working with the Kennedy Center. I am now oh, a, a yes. Kennedy Center performing artist. Now, talk about that. I saw you had posted something about that, yes. that experience. So, talk about what they do and what you do for them. Sure. So, the Kennedy Center brings in teachers from all over the country, and then they bring in teaching artists and they teach the teaching artists how to teach the teachers how to use art in the classroom. Sort of a professional development. Exactly, exactly. So when I got a chance to do something through Young Audiences in Maryland, um, Marlo Castillo was yes. working for the Kennedy Center at the time. Who works for Prince George's County. Who works for Prince George's County yeah. Art Integration Office now. Yes. She mm-hmm. brought me in, introduced me to Amy, and what they did was, I mean, they could see by the way that I teach my classes when I'm working with young people that I had teachers in mind. Uh-huh. And so they were like, we need to help you develop it so that you could take this curriculum and give it to teachers so they could use on their own without you being there. Okay. And so over the course of about two and a half years, they helped me like fine tune and protect it and perfect this program. And they officially added me to their roster last year. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have been touring the country. Oh, that's it's, great. It's, I'm uh, tomorrow. I hop on a plane to go to Beaumont, Texas. Oh, wow. um, and then I'm in Tyler, Texas the week after that. I just got back from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I just got back from uh, uh, Chautauqua, New York. Yes. Um, anywhere that there are are teachers trying to find new ways to engage their young people, they're hitting me up. And this is a really good place to be right now. Well, speaking of that, how can someone reach you? Yes. Um, So you can find me at Baba Got Bars, B-A-B-A-G-O-T-B-A-R-S. Anywhere on social media, anywhere on, 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 uh, you know, just simply my website. Bars is also an acronym for the Bomani Arma Writing System. My album comes with a curriculum and workbooks for your young people because the the first couple of songs in the album um, walk your students step by step on how to write their own rhymes. And so definitely check that out and support support the movement. But that's that's huge to be able to provide that for, especially for teachers to have a workbook to yes. go with the music and now yes. you truly are doing the, the music in- integration yes yes I mean so the first thing that I do when I come into a school I, I meet the principal and I tell them two things one is a quote I want to be famous for um, rapping is the art and engineering of language divided by math mm. I'm gonna say it again rapping is the art and engineering of language divided by math okay. there's a whole bunch of elements that every student needs to understand before they graduate high school mm-hmm. you can find them inside the process that it takes to write rhymes um, the Kennedy Center helped me like draw those out and present mm. them to teachers wow. the other thing is that I show them a Venn diagram um, one of the major things that I show uh, teachers and young people is that a well written essay resembles a well written song mm-hmm. both essays and songs have main ideas essays and songs have supporting details it's either in the introductory paragraph and the supporting paragraph or in the chorus and the verses mm-hmm. and so I get young people to write songs instead of book reports and they love it and it gets them all the exact same information and it still builds on the writing process that they're working on you're listening to the one and only Bomani Armar uh-huh. um uh, Bomani, what did I say? Bomani, Bo- Bomani, you, you got it. Yeah, uh, with Baba Got Bars, his new CD project here. Good brother, like, we've been, like I say, working together for, for a long time. Yes. And when we come back after taking a quick pause, we're going to talk a little bit about the Watermelon Comp. Yes, yes. yes. You do that in con- conjunction with the local bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Uh, and also we will, on the back end, we're going to listen to another one of the songs here on WOL, 1450 AM, Don't Go Anywhere. News Talk Station.
All right, welcome back. This is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and uh, you're listening to WL 1450 AM, and this is my show that focuses on the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development mm-hmm. and what you can do to take back control of your children's music listening experience. And one of the things you can do is go to babagotbars.com. You can purchase the, the book and... You can purchase the uh, the workbook. What is it called? The um, uh, bars, teacher's guide. The teacher's guide. It's called. It's all called bars. Um, teaching creative writing through hip hop. If you download the album, you'll get a PDF download of it. Okay. Right? Wow. That's and great. Then, and the album also, you get all the instrumentals. Um, all the the video instrumentals. Like we're really trying to make it real easy for you to engage your young people with hip hop music. Okay, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, before we we play a little a uh, little bit more of your CD. Uh-huh. Talk a little bit about the watermelon conference. What yes. is that? So um, water, the Watermelon Day at Sankofa Video and Books is something that has been I've been doing for about eight, nine years now. And that's that's Sankofa Books in Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. There's a Sankofa in Baltimore as well, which yes. is actually very convenient because from what I understand, <laughs> they carry a lot of the same energy. Um, uh-huh. Sankofa is that uh, the concept, uh, the come back and fetch it. Um, basically understanding your history, learning from your history, moving forward from that. Um, so basically, Watermelon Day, it's, there's a, I'm, I'm, I, I've been doing it for a while. I'm still trying to find the best place to start telling the story from. Mm-hmm. But the best thing to just explain is that um, on the first Saturday of every month, um, we do an outdoor festival. It starts at 3 p.m. And right now it has turned into an art integration festival. I still got to mm. find a date that you can come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, okay. what we do is I, I have a whole bunch of artists who are family-friendly, educational. I have my man Black Root. I have Princess of Controversy. I have Ayana Gregory. I have the Koomba Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been changing every year, but right now it's, it's really solidified into that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then we give away watermelon all day. Mm-hmm. We take breaks between each act to give you a chance to walk through Sankofa, take a look at what is probably the largest collection of black um, black children's books on the East Coast, mm-hmm. and it's really the watermelon is just to draw people in mm-hmm. and us for have a wonderful day together. Um, okay. Like I said, today's my birthday. It's in the middle yeah. of January. January is not really good barbecue weather, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But watermelon day is in August, so yes. that's why I get more excited about watermelon day. Watermelon day is actually supposed to be August 3rd, which was set by the National Watermelon Association, which mm-hmm. is NWA, which is hilarious. You can't write that yourself. <laughs> um, and there's a whole bunch of backstory as to why I. I've like uh, um, developed Watermelon Day at Sankofa the way it is. Um, one of the main things is you know you know the stereotype about black black people and watermelon. Yeah, yeah. Do you know where that stereotype comes from? That that black people love watermelon. I know that in, in looking at the the, the, the caricatures, mm-hmm. I always saw it in cartoons, but they never really talk about that origin. Got you. So let me tell you about the origin. The, the basic the reason that the stereotype is that black people love watermelon is because black people love watermelon. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just the basic simple fact. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, if you talk to farmers, people who grow watermelon, they will tell you that the heirloom versions of watermelon. You know, heirlooms like the real mm-hmm. pricey, expensive, um, the, uh, the, the, the watermelons that everybody wants. They're, they're all dated to like right when slavery ended. Um, mm. um, black people have been growing watermelon for 5,000 years. Um, we had whole festivals set up around it right during Reconstruction because we used to have parties set up around it during slavery. We, we loved it. Um, one of the very first, one of the first 10 things ever committed to film um, was a watermelon eating contest amongst black farmers. These were a whole bunch of farmers who loved each other, who knew each other. They were a part of a community and they were eating watermelon as fast as they can. Um, it wasn't a joke. I mean, it was a joke amongst them. It was fun, but it was more about them 
It was more about them being a family in a community. Um, white people got, or the society at large got a hold of this film, and that's part of the whole stereotype and the caricature of black people liking watermelon is them taking the fact that we like watermelon and making fun of us over mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. um, and so some, and part of the backlash, and I'm not even, I'm not saying this judgmentally because that's mm -hmm. a different time period, but part of the backlash of, that black people had. Um, from the stereotypes of loving watermelon was trying to avoid that stereotype of loving watermelon, but there really is no reason to. I watermelon to is healthy. Watermelon was about you know being connected to the land. Um, my brothers from the UNIA here always like to point out that watermelon is red, black, and green. Mm -hmm. All right. So part of the watermelon day to me is us being proud of who we are and not and not hiding who we are and thinking we need to change aspects of ourselves mm -hmm. um, that are good for us. There's some aspects of our culture we need to change and we need to you know uh, mm -hmm. rearrange, but the idea that we like watermelon was always a healthy yeah. thing. I, I always wonder why was that a negative thing? I mean, yeah. the, you know, our body is 70% water and a watermelon is 70 to 80% water. I mean, it's just, it's a direct connection. It makes you happy. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I was, I'm, I'd spit my verse for you, but I'm saving that for a couple more. <laughs> when I come back for the next trip. There you go. Um, <laughs> in, in the new song that I wrote about it, I completely, I break down Watermelon Day at Sankofa. I break down the history of watermelon going all the way back to them finding seeds in Libya 5,000 years ago, the paintings on Tut's tomb, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's but but the idea of the watermelon man is just um, grasping onto the parts of African American culture that help uh, strengthen us and and highlighting those mm -hmm. and making sure that we talk about them and we're proud of them and, and it goes beyond watermelon but watermelon is a really good symbol for it. Well, I know there's been so many songs. Um, so many jazz greats have done watermelon oh, man. man. Yes. I mean, you know, yes. Miles and um, uh, Herb, Herbie. Herbie. Yeah, you I, know. I, I reference Herbie in my on, yeah. on my my album. Yeah, yep. you have to. But I also remember the movie. Uh, back in the '60s, I yep. think it was called Watermelon Man. Yep, that's the uh, the white guy who grew up who woke up black. Yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That was that was something else. But uh, uh, you, you're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM. My uh, guest is Bomani Armar, and he's talking about his conference coming up. Um, uh, Watermelon August first on August first. Okay, mm -hmm. and we'll be giving you more information about that. We're going to go back to his CD, um, Baba Got Bars, and I want to listen. Uh, set up the song ZYX for me. Sure, sure. So, um, once again, the quote that I tell my, my teachers is, rapping is the art and engineering of language divided by math. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I show them is how like rhythm and rhyme help you remember things. And so I created this, this rap song called the ZYX, which is learning the alphabet backwards mm -hmm. and being able to use syllabication and phrasing in order to get young people to remember rhythms. So on this, on this song, you will hear my daughter singing in the beginning and then my son Olu singing the hook. He also made the beat. And when you see kids, when I do this for kids in the assemblies, they go crazy. Oh, this okay. song's a lot of fun. Check this out. This is ZYX off of Baba Got Bars with uh, Bomani Armar. For your mind to flex, can you do your ZYX? Now you know your ABCs, that part's too easy. Now your brain needs to flex, do you know your ZYX? ZYX, W, V, 
Just too easy. It's time for your mind to flex. Can you do your ZYX? Now you know your All right, man. You know what? I don't know if I could. If you asked me right now to do my uh, alphabet backwards, I couldn't do it without looking at mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Most people, but so. But here's the cool thing, right? Do you remember learning the alphabets the way you know it? Do you yes. remember? Do, do you, wait a minute. Do you remember the moment you learned it, or does it feel like? I can't say I remember. I mean, I'm sure it was somewhere. I mean, you just most, hear the melody over you, and over you again. You hear the melody just, over and over again. Yeah. And so most people, like, around two or three, four years old, mm-hmm. for some reason, it just feels like it popped into your head. Yes. But it's like repetition, right? That's right. So if at two if at two years old, mm-hmm. you were taught the alphabet backwards, yes. it would have been nothing. Exactly. Because that's when your mind is malleable, the rhythm and the rhyme get it sucked in. And so just showing, A, teaching kids this skill because it's very helpful when you're using the dictionary or in, your, in the library. Mm-hmm. But it also just shows them the power of rhythm and rhyme right. and to tap into that power and to respect that power. Don't just put any rhythm and any rhyme into your head. Now, you can listen to this and, and some uh, uh, other music by uh, Bumani right on I Am We Nation Radio. Yes. That's the uh, 24-7 online music radio station that's catered to our community where uh, we, we have the best in family music or as we say, global beats for little feet. <laughs> Go to IamWeNation.com. That's IamWeNation.com and just click on play. Play. Um, th- you will hear some of the most phenomenal music as you can hear. We don't dumb down the music. Mm-hmm. We just make it age appropriate. Um, and that's real important. So you can uh, purchase this by going to babagotbars.com. Baba, B-A-B-A, got G-O-T-B-A-R-S uh, dot com. Um, and you can, you can purchase that. Now, where can people find more information about the watermelon uh, day? Sure. So I'm going to be posting it as I go. So please, oh, okay. so, so please, um, Go to my social media, Baba Got Bars. If you go to um, my YouTube page, you'll see video from the last years. And if you go to Baba Got Bars, and that'll show you right to it. But they can join your mailing list too, right? Yes, you can join my mailing list. So okay. just definitely go to the website. I will keep you in contact. Anything social media, Baba Got Bars goes directly to me. And I will respond because uh, this is a movement. I, yes. You know, I need young people. I, I'm I'm trying to get a jump on the radio. Yes. You know what I'm saying? What happens is we use, we use music to educate our young people up until like the first grade. And then we kind of stop. And then we kind of pass them off off the public radio and I'm like why are we stopping there why don't we keep the rhythm and the rhyme going and keep giving them the messages that we want them to embed into their hearts and their minds so that's what we're doing absolutely well look brother I want to thank you and your your children for coming here today being a part of the Uncle Devin show Um, let me know when you do have some other um, things coming up we can make sure we put it out here but keep doing what you're doing sure and um, and keep traveling the world because you know you just don't know the the amount of impact you're having on people around the world oh thank you brother I appreciate that all right and to you all listeners thank you for tuning in this is Uncle Devin's show I want to thank my first guest uh, Terrence Terrell um uh, Emmy Award actor. That was such such fun. And, and again, having Bomani here again with me today was wonderful. I will see you uh, again uh, next week, as they say, if the you know the, the creek don't rise. Yeah, the creek don't rise. <laughs> and nowadays, everything's rising. Uh, but also, as I as I leave, I'm going to uh, give a uh, just say uh, my heart and prayer goes out to the family of Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I didn't want to go too much into it. It's been very tough for many people, but um, Godspeed to the family. And remember, life is a drum. So beat it.
your news talk station.